Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> hey, podcaster. It's your podcast boss, Andrea Clunder. And today I've got another episode of a little segment I like to call Hey, Andrea. So this is a question that was posed in our online community over at the Creative Imposter Facebook group, which you can find in the show notes for this episode and join. This question comes from Lisa Witter. Lisa says, hey, Andrea, will one of your podcast epis feature a list of equipment you started with? like from the very first episode you ever recorded, and how those items have changed or morphed over time, like what you kept, what you upgraded, what you've jettisoned, asking for a friend. Okay, first of all, props for using the word jettisoned. Love that language so much. Okay, very beginning times of the creative imposter. Here is the truth. I had a bit of equipment already, and a lot of it I'm actually still using three years later. Right now, the microphone that I'm speaking into is an MXL 990 condenser microphone. It is not a super expensive microphone, but it is one that I happen to have because somebody left it at my house after overstaying their welcome and not paying rent. (laughs) Long story. So the MXL 990 condenser microphone uses an XLR input. That's the little three-prong plug. And I have it on a desktop microphone stand made by ProLine that has a boom arm on it. So that means it's not a little tiny microphone stand on a tripod that you have to like prop up high to make the right height to fit your mouth so you don't have to lean forward. It sits on the desk and you can swing the boom arm to get closer or further away from your mouth as desired. I'm using a very simple pop filter and that microphone is plugged into a Zoom H4n handy recorder. This piece of equipment I got familiar with because my partner is a filmmaker and had been doing some field journalism for sports reporting and already had this recorder. And he suggested I try using it rather than recording directly into my computer or as a secondary place to record like when I do interviews. The thing I love about using the Zoom recorder is that I am not using my computer. I'm not dependent upon it. The Zoom recorder is small. It's powerful. It doesn't do a million things. It's designed to just record audio. So if I do want to move locations, if I do want to change my setup, if I don't want to drag my laptop with me, if my laptop is distracting me, if my laptop is running really hot for some reason and making all these whirring fan sounds, I know, I know. None of that is going to go into my recording. So, of course, that's just for solo episodes like I'm recording right now where it's just me talking. I do use my laptop for interviews. But actually, when I'm recording on my laptop, that's my backup copy and my primary copy is going into the Zoom recorder. So MXL 990 condenser microphone on a desktop stand with a boom arm, a pop filter and the Zoom H4n handy recorder connected by an XLR cable. All of that has been the same from the beginning. And that's basically what I use for my solo episodes and for most podcast envy episodes. Now, when I need to do an interview using Skype, that setup has changed a little tiny bit. So I've always used Skype. There was a brief moment in time recently where I decided to flirt with the idea of ditching Skype and using one of those online recording platforms that supposedly give you a better connection than Skype, like Zencaster or Cast or Squadcast. I tried all three of those softwares. They're fine-ish, but I still prefer Skype. In any case, 
four interviews from the beginning, I have always used Skype and I record on my computer using a piece of software called Ecamm Call Recorder. You may have heard me talk about Ecamm Call Recorder in a Podcast Angel segment. And oh, now that you mention it, I hear the music. This is our Podcast Angel segment, Ecamm Call Recorder for Mac users only. Sorry, PC. This is an incredible piece of software that you only have to buy once. Let me repeat that. No recurring monthly fees. You only have to buy it once. And every time there's a software update for Skype, guess what? Ecamm updates their software too to keep up. So you never have to worry about compatibility issues. It's super easy to use. It can record you and your guest on separate tracks, which makes your editor's life so much easier. And if you happen to be your own editor, your life so much easier. You may have heard, well, like if you listen to a lot of podcasting industry news or things like that, you may have heard some rumblings that Skype is about to make a huge update and create this thing called Skype for content creators, and it's going to render all third-party recorders useless. Well, we heard from the development team at Ecamm, and they said they're not worried. It's totally going to be fine. So Ecamm users, fear not. You're in good hands. And they have a new-ish thing called Ecamm Live, which integrates your Skype and your Facebook Live in your podcast and puts it all together. And I have not had enough time to play with Ecamm Live yet, but I have it and I want to use it. So more on that later. Ecamm Call Recorder for Skype. If you are a Mac user, use this to record your interviews. And when you link to Ecamm from the show notes for this episode found in your app in the description section or at podcastenvy.com, I will get a lovely little thank you back from Ecamm for referring you. Okay, so the truth is, Ecamm Call Recorder for Skype, those recordings are my backup. My primary recording is coming by means of a somewhat magical technological setup that my partner and audio engineer, who you hear the name of at the end of every episode, Edwin Ruiz, figured out. And that is that we are using something called an audio interface. The one that we're using, Edwin calls an oldie but a goodie. It is made by Mbox. And basically, my microphone goes into the Mbox. The Mbox connects to my laptop. I'm starting to feel a little like the leg bone's connected to the hip bone. Wait, is that copyrighted? (laughs) And my Zoom H4n recorder gets plugged into the Mbox. And with a little bit of Mbox software, magically, I and my guest get recorded on the Zoom H4n on separate tracks. And that is my primary recording. So why record in two places? Well, because sometimes you're recording on an external recorder like the Zoom and you forget to hit record. In that case, Ecamm Call Recorder, they've got your back. Sometimes you're recording on Ecamm and there's some weird glitchy stuff that might happen that affects your voice. Well, it's still going to affect your guest's voice, but your voice is going to be crystal clear because the Zoom is picking up from your microphone directly, not through call recorder. So you're going to have an even cleaner sound. And just in general, best rule of thumb whenever you're doing an interview is if possible to use redundant recording. Record in two places simultaneously just in case. You just never know. I have had an issue where I forgot to select the right microphone in my Skype settings, so Call Recorder was picking up my laptop microphone. Ugh. 
but my Zoom sounded just fine. And I have had problems on the Zoom where for whatever reason, the settings were not quite right and or a connection was bad and or I forgot to hit record, in which case it was a great thing that I had the Ecamm backup. So redundant recording, recording in two places. Now, I have always been recording my interviews this way from the beginning of time for the Creative Imposter. However, the Mbox is a different piece of hardware than what I was using before. I was using a little mixer, a Behringer Zenix X-E-N-Y-X something something four channel mixer and that was plugged into an audio interface and it worked fine in the beginning but at some point in time we started having weird static problems and connection problems and we decided to ditch the mixer and just go straight through the mbox and now everything is cleaner and happier and all is good oh and very important i always wear headphones One time I didn't when I was trying to do a live recording somewhere and it all went to poo. My channel was all static due to a bad cable and I had no idea because I wasn't listening in headphones. Which headphones? I almost don't want to tell you because they're the best kept secret and I love feeling like my apprentice Maddie and I are the only two people in the whole world who have them, even though that's obviously not true. I love symphonized headphones. Now I will warn you, they tend to run a little bass heavy, but I kind of like that. They are wood and chrome, so super stylish, and I love the way they sound and feel. So not a lot has changed. The only thing that we've done differently is to swap out the mixer and interface setup for just an inbox. And now on the software side of things, I started out editing my podcasts in Audacity, which is a popular editing software for most podcasters because it works on Mac and PC and because it's free. Podcasters rejoice. Podcasters love free. However, after many months of editing in Audacity and having things crash and my work not be saved or saving my work only to realize I made a mistake like... 13 steps ago, and that the only way to recover that mistake is to take my original file and start from scratch, because once you hit save, you can't undo. It doesn't remember what you had there before. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to stick my thumb in my eye. So I finally upgraded my editing software to Adobe Audition, which is not free. But I love Audition so, 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 so much more. It's a little bit steeper of a learning curve, a little bit, but nothing you can't learn. If you've already learned GarageBand or Audacity, you are well on your way to learning Audition. So many more options, a little bit more professional sound once you know some tricks of the trade. And you know what? You can edit in a non-destructive way. So whereas once you hit save, Audacity doesn't remember what used to be there before you deleted it. Audition remembers. It knows what the original file was and you can undo anything that you did previously. It has saved me so much drama in my life. Okay, so what have we learned? I'm pretty much using the same equipment that I used from the beginning. I swapped out my software from Audacity to Adobe Audition. You can totally start with a USB style microphone plugged directly into your laptop, totally fine. I prefer to use an external recorder like a Zoom. I prefer Ecamm call recorder with Skype over any of the online softwares like Zencaster, Cast, or Squadcast, though those are also perfectly viable options for recording your interviews. They're just, well, not my fave. And if you would like to see this super magical hardware setup that we are using to have an external recording separate from your computer for your interviews, we've got you covered. 
in the show notes for this episode and at podcastenvy.com, you can get a nifty little cheat sheet from Edwin. Details are in the show notes for this episode and at podcastenvy.com. <laughs> that was a sneaky little podcast angel. Okay, there's been your super tacky Hey Andrea segment of Podcast Envy. And hey, if you're loving this podcast, I would love if you shared it with all your podcasting friends. I would also love to have some more ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts. So if that's where you happen to be listening, drop me a rating or review so I can share it on the show. And if you have a question for the Hey Andrea segment, go ahead and email me, Andrea at thecreativeimposter.com. You can attach a voice memo. And if I like your question, I'll answer it on a future episode. Last but not least, if you are joining me for podcast movement in Philadelphia this July, please check out the evolving schedule. I'm going to be speaking about setting up a community-based podcasting mentorship program at a local high school for students with diverse learning challenges and how you can do something like that too. Details at podcastmovement.com and I will see you there. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org. And our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Masterpolito, also on freesound.org as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz. And hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. Put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.